Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. And this is Naima Latif, and you have joined us live on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. We're excited to be with you today because we want to empower you to change the conditions that we see. Today, we're going to talk about the program that we have launched to change conditions for those who are unhoused. We know that there is a crisis. There is a crisis of homelessness throughout America and definitely throughout Chicago, where so many citizens are unable to basically pay for a roof over their heads. And it becomes even more pronounced during times like this, when the holiday season is upon us. And many people are sleeping on concrete in very frigid weather. Now, we've had a, a 
fairly mild winter here in Chicago so far. We've had a few pretty cold days, but we've had some times where if you were outside, you could literally die from the cold. They call it exposure. When you are exposed to the elements and your body is not able to generate enough heat to make it possible for you to sustain life. Well, it's not enough for us to just be angry at the government for not spending the money or for spending more on weapons and arms than on housing for those who are living outdoors. We collectively have the power to change things. And that's what we're going to be talking to you about today. Because, you know, one of our associates, uh, our Monday Morning Mindfulness host, Zelda Speaks, is actively involved in helping the unhoused, particularly because her brother, Douglas Robinson, was among that community, was a very influential member of that community, and helping it to become a community where people helped each other and shared. Well, sharing is always our motto. We can solve all our problems if we simply share. So today we're going to talk about sharing, especially because this is what it's going to take in order to make it possible for us to help the unhoused. So if we're willing, then we can resolve this issue and we can work together. We've talked about the cooperative housing agreement that it would take for those who own property to be willing to provide space for those who need a place to stay. And there are organizations that have been very effective in paying the rent for families for a year while Adults were able to organize themselves, get jobs, get help, get settled. And we want to encourage more organizations to do the same. And so we've been following the work of Catholic Charities as they help a particular family. We'll share more about that in a future show because we want to examine systems that work and examine ways that they may need to work a little better. Because the goal is for all people to live in a way that is comfortable. There has to be a human right to have shelter, to have a roof over your head, to be able to live indoors when it is physically hazardous to be living outdoors. There has to be an agreement that we will make it possible for people to have shelter when there are so many buildings and so many vacancies in buildings. Landlords are not getting any benefits from having an empty apartment. Even if it's paid a portion of what the rent is, it's better than being paid nothing. Now, one of the issues, and we've talked about this in previous shows, one of the issues that has arisen 
is the fact that the government is creating programs to help the recent migrants from Venezuela who are are fleeing unsafe conditions and coming to cities uh, and being bused to cities across America, Chicago, New York, other places, and suddenly becoming part of the unhoused. And the government is willing to put forth money to help them, and that same money could have been used to help the longtime unhoused. And so there is anger about that. And we covered a story recently. Uh, you can go to our on-air, dailynews.com, for the story that had to do with a longtime uh, historical building that also had a program for low-income rent, and suddenly those residents were being replaced because the owners had a contract to house recent migrants and were hurriedly creating some new apartment spaces, and the building caught fire. So it's not known and it's being investigated. Well, was the, the construction faulty? You know, what happened? It caused it to catch fire. Of course, now nobody's living there, not the migrants nor the the low-income residents that were there. And so we're looking at the greed factor that may have caused people who had had a place to stay to suddenly be evicted in favor of people who the government was going to pay more money for their housing. So we're looking at all of the things that are happening with the intention to get paid and the desire to go after money and benefit from the government's willing to pay more for those who are migrating from somewhere else. We're looking at programs like Catholic Charities that is, has been helping families with rent. Some of the policies are helpful. Some we're investigating because if they cause difficulty. We don't want to repeat anything that causes difficulty. We want there to be ease because people need to be able to have a place to live. And a place to live indoors is better than living on the street, even if that indoor place doesn't have everything that would make it perfect. It's still indoors, which is better than outdoors. So we want to perfect all of the systems that are being put forth. We want to encourage other faith-based organizations and community-based organizations and even individuals who are organizers, you know, whether they're block club organizations, whatever the case may be, we want to encourage groups to share, to provide the resources, to make it possible for people to live, at least give them a year to get their lives together. Usually when a person is homeless, they've been through a series of things that has caused them to lose where they live. 
And the homeless condition is usually difficult to come out of because it's required that you have so many things that you don't have. <laughs> good credit. Well, if you had good credit, you wouldn't have lost your apartment. Uh, a job, well, if you had that, you wouldn't have lost your apartment. Uh, references, sometimes you don't have those either. And a month's rent, a month's security, well, if you had that, you wouldn't be home. So, and then, of course, uh, well, you know, a clean record. Well, a lot of times people end up in jail because they turn to things that may be illegal in order to create an income. So we are introducing a program called PEACE, Private Economically Assisted Cooperative Establishment. So this is a way for people to pay into a system that will pay for the housing for people. And we're making it possible for organizations to register, for faith-based organizations, community-based organizations, uh, block club-based organizations, whatever it is, whatever a group of people that are willing to share their income and make a commitment for a year, so that there is a financial base for a person who needs an apartment to be able to live in that apartment that is financed by another group, we want that to be made possible. And so we're setting up the system whereby those who are willing, their hearts are telling them, help someone who's homeless. We want to make it possible for you to do so. And then, of course, we want those who are being helped to comply with some basic agreements. So today we're going to take a look at some of the groups that have been helping people who are in need. And some of the challenges that comes with charitable work. Because sometimes the people that help people, if they get tired or weary or maybe impatient because the people that they're helping don't seem to be improving at at the rate that they think they should be improving, sometimes they get a little irritable. And we have to make sure we don't start showing contempt for people who need our help. Because sometimes people are battling emotional trauma, mental illness, and you might look at them and say, well, why can't they get themselves together? Well, there are reasons why. They've been through something, and it's been devastating. And if you've never been through anything, sometimes you don't have the same level of empathy. So we want to talk about that today. And we are live on Blog Talk Radio for those who want to participate.
participate in the conversation, you can call us at 515-605-9325 and press 1. And we've also got uh, our Facebook and YouTube channel where you can go to The Female Solution on Facebook and YouTube. And you can write in your comments, and we will certainly share them with our listening and viewing audience because we do know that there are people who have a heart, and they do want to share. They do want to be a part of a solution for this homeless crisis. And that means, and we thank all of you who have said you <laughs> love what you're saying, we do want to encourage people who have a heart to consider being a part of private economically assisted cooperative establishment. Somebody who will be willing to give and, of course, our Female Solution website. Uh, that we explain the program www.thefemalesolution.com. But you know there are so many ways that people can assist, and if you have things that you don't need an abundance of things, will make it possible for you to contribute in ways that are helpful, whether it's whether it is contributing your clothing or maybe housewares or perhaps even uh, food, and we'll, of course, make sure that, that any food contributions meet a requirement because it's better to have something that can be used and you give it than to have something that can be used and you throw it away. Throwing it away doesn't help anybody, whereas sharing it could help everybody. So we really do want to encourage people to be a part of something that solves the problem and not just be angry that the problem exists. It doesn't help to be angry and fuss about what the government isn't doing and what the government ought to do. It comes down to do you care enough to help? Do you care enough to help? When people start saying, well, the government really should do so-and-so and so, and that's what we pay taxes for and blah, 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 all that might be true. But we have to stop using that as an excuse to not do, to not help, to not give. 
Because when you really want to help, you would help. You don't just keep making excuses as to why you can't or why you won't or who ought to do and all of that. You choose to help. So on our website, we're creating a means whereby organizations can register and they can agree to contribute what would be rent for a family. Now, we've set as a price 1200 a month. There are apartments that cost more. There might be a few that cost less. But we've set that as a price for a group to finance. So if you've got we can break it down. Twelve members who will contribute a hundred dollars a month. Twenty four members who will contribute fifty dollars a month. Uh forty eight members who will contribute twenty five dollars a month. I mean there there are systematic ways you can break it down. You might have a faith-based organization where you've got 48 members who will say, well, I'll contribute $25 a month, and, you know, the organization consider it, consider their tithes or offering or whatever, but that money goes towards that apartment rental, and that money goes toward that building owner, and that pays for that rent. We want to create systems, and systems require Commitment. So we're talking about systematically creating a way where organizations can do what some organizations like Catholic Charities is doing in terms of subsidizing rent for a year. And it's expected that within that year, that person who is having their rent paid will be doing what's necessary to get their life back together. Whether it's going through a, a program to make sure they're not uh, engaged in substance abuse, whether it's counseling, therapy, so they can get their emotional stability back in, in place. Sometimes they're going through extreme grief from a trauma. Maybe they lost everything after a, a loved one died, a parent died, a spouse died, a child died, and just fell apart, lost a job, couldn't just couldn't cope. So they need to go through the process of healing their their heart, their mind, their spirit, and get themselves organized so that they can function, whether it's getting a business that they can generate income, getting a job where they can get, generate income. But, but at the end of that year, they need to generate the income that would pay for their rent. That's the desire. But we know that things happen in people's lives that make it difficult for them to function. So in this system, if an organization will make that commitment, and that means each member makes that commitment, and that means that the apartment owner makes the commitment. And there are a lot of people who own property, but they can't get the the benefit of being a property owner if the units are empty. And it's difficult to rent to people who have various emotional problems, and social dysfunction, people don't want their property neglected or torn up or misused. 
So we have to look out for the interests on both sides. So the female solution, our team of hosts are here to create solutions. And one of our hosts, as you know, the Higher Learning Network, not-for-profit, is actively engaged in helping the homeless, the unhoused, with heaters, with food, with supplies that can help them as they go through the process of surviving outdoors. But we want to take the next step and bring them indoors. And we do definitely shout out to Catholic Charities that's created a system whereby people who are living in shelters can go through a screening process and be prepared to be housed. We respect the fact that there is a necessity to go through a screening process because some people are still in a phase of self-destruction. We want to be able to take people from self-destructing behavior to healthy, self-managed behavior so that people who invest their money, because it is an investment, people who agree to finance their apartment for a year can be sure that they are emotionally stable enough to follow through with their commitments to that apartment building owner and do the kinds of cooperative work that would make it possible for them to earn the right to be subsidized. Because we are asking for those who are being helped to also help helping with maintenance in a decent way. We're not expecting people to go into an apartment and help rewire the building, but we are expecting basic maintenance. If you are living in a place and you can help reduce the cost to the apartment building owner by your assisting in the cleanup and basic maintenance, just like you would maintain your house. But that means an attitude of responsibility. We don't want anybody to be exploited, not the owner and not the resident, not the one being subsidized, not the one being helped by others. We want everybody to understand this is a cooperative effort to remove a problem, to remove a crisis, to get children off of the street. Minors who often aren't allowed to be in shelters because they're over the age of 13 or over the age of 16 or whatever the case may be, and sometimes families are forced to let their teenagers be homeless because not all shelters will allow teenagers to live because of fear. We've got a very large homeless teen population, and they do what they have to do to survive. You can't ask people to live without food and decent clothes and expect that there's not going to evolve a crime element. 
So if we're going to solve the crime element that comes out of the homelessness, we have to care enough to share. And we have to care enough to trust. And then those in whom we put our trust have to show themselves trustworthy. So this is the issue that we are addressing today. And, (laughs) yeah, somebody looking for an Uber. (laughs) Not Uber today. (laughs) But it's exciting to see that there are people who are willing and they just need a systematic way to do it. And that's what we're creating so that there is a systematic way that is transparent, protecting the privacy of people, but at the same time allowing people to know that those that they are helping are doing what's necessary to be worthy of the help. Because we want to make sure that by next year we have had a significant reduction in our unhoused population and that we as a collective body are being our brother and sister's keeper by sharing what we have. There are those who have enough that they can share. Now, again, We've got people who want to put all the burden on those among us who might have excess, the millionaires among us. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have millions of dollars. And they pay their share of money for charity work and taxes and everything else. But Elon Musk can't save everybody. Oprah Winfrey can't save everybody. The people that we want to solve the problem it's not their responsibility to save the world just because they're generating a lot of income. They do a lot, more than you see and more than you know. But all of us can do something, and that's what we're challenging people to do, is to be a part of the solution. We do have the power to change this world. We can solve all of our problems. We can eliminate crime, violence, and poverty. All we have to do is share. So we'll be right back after this quick break. We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay. And, of course, if you are on our blog talk channel, Feel free to go to The Female Solution and go to the Facebook and YouTube channel. And we want you to add your comments. There are a number of people who have added uh who have joined us on Facebook and YouTube. And we're pleased that there are people who are willing to join us in this 
program, the acronym PEACE, because we do believe that peace will be established once we are all helping everybody to have what they need to survive. And there is no reason for people to be struggling and going through difficulties, especially because, and we are here back on the road because we want to show, we want to show you some of the places where people are being suggested to be housed, and we know that the city is doing the best that it can. You know, Brandon Johnson got thrust into a situation that he did not create, namely people coming to America, fleeing their country, and having no place to go, and speaking primarily Spanish, and they were thrust into primarily English-speaking communities and housed in police departments and expected to function with nothing. And you had women with children. I saw them. We, we followed Mayor Brandon to in his visitation to police districts where the migrants were being housed, and would you want to have your baby on the floor of a police station with a blanket? Come on now. So the things that that people are being asked to uh, agree to tolerate are ridiculous. And we don't want to have people struggling and suffering when it's unnecessary. And it doesn't matter whether they are American-born or born in another country. It doesn't make sense for people to be suffering and struggling when there are so many people who have an abundance and can share. So now we've stopped by uh, the Rainbow Push organization where Rainbow Push, of course, as you know, has always been part of the solution. Uh, They have been feeding people and giving out Thanksgiving baskets, giving out Christmas baskets. And today, Merry Christmas. Um, oh, really? I know, I know. Yes. Well, you know, uh, it's always always working, always, and making things happen. So this is always a a great chance 
for people. And, you know, we... <laughs> oh, boy. Got mud all over my boots. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Will. How are you? How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. These are magnets that you put in your shoe. Ah, okay. And what they do, and the blood passes through your feet. I think I, I've heard of it. Is that uh, the organization that does it? That, uh, no, it's not an organization. Okay. It's a product that I made. Oh. And I, you know, try to get people to buy so that they'll have good health for the rest of their life. Well, we, we need to know you. What Let me see if does, I've got a... What this does is that and the blood passes through there, it charges up the thing in the red blood cell that carries oxygen. Ah, I'm trying to see if I've got a the earth, card. The earth energy is supposed to come through our feet to keep our body functioning. Okay. I'm going to give you a card before I leave. I what happens get it. is that we put them in shoes and stuff, and that blocks the energy. Well, that is great. How long have you been doing this? We're, we're actually on a live show right months. now. Uh, we've been talking about uh, people who do innovative work. Mm-hmm. And All right, Rev, you need to put those in your shoes. Okay, soon you get home. All right. Looking forward to being with you all uh, at the Sioux County Jail. Pretty good. Yes. Reverend Jesse Jackson is here uh, at Rainbow Push, and uh, this is a place where people have been coming to uh, get help and relief and have been part of the process of changing humanity. Of course, PUSH stands for People United to Serve Humanity. It used to be People United to Save Humanity. Now that we're, we've saved them, now we're serving them. And this is what we're talking about today. So we've come uh, uh, meet a an entrepreneur, a person who's got a product that provides for help. We're going to talk a bit uh, to him because as we stand outside uh, of the Rainbow Push headquarters, um, we know the history of this place that has been instrumental in helping the homeless, helping the the low income, helping those who've been discriminated against, and helping those who are in crisis get help. So, as Reverend Jackson prepares to leave, and he's been diligently um, serving the public for these many years. And it is a blessing to be 80-plus years and still here fighting and overcoming challenges and setting an example for the many people who um, come here for help. And this is, of course, 930 50th Street, 50th and Drexel, and it is a place where many people have gone over the years. Many have have graced this place, whether it is uh, a head of state or community organizer or a 
person running for office, they have come to this place to get help and to offer their service. So on Christmas Day, of course, Reverend Jackson always goes to Cook County Jail to give a service to those who are not able to be at home during this very important time. And it's to remind them that there are still those who care. So we'll be there uh, covering, as always, to remind us that there are people who are in jail who have not been convicted of a crime, but because sometimes they just don't have the money to make bail, they feel there. There are people who have made mistakes that are there, but everybody's still a human being regardless of what they've done. So we always in support of Reverend Jackson and his work. And Good, how are you? Yes. So we're going to take a step in, and we're going to be back to talk to you about those magnets in a moment. We're going to take a step inside, and of course, uh, and of course, Want you all to definitely. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Um, I think I'm on the list for the um, trip to the jail on Monday. Um, is there a bus leaving here, or are people just gonna get there? Um, I'm not really sure how that works. Do you want to get on the list? Well, I'm on the list already. I know I did talk to Alana. Uh, Alana. Um, I just wouldn't. I guess I'll probably just drive there. Is that really bad, though? No. Okay, thank you. You're right. Um, you might want to ask Alana. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll probably just drive, but, you know. But I'll do, I did want to make sure I knew what time, you know, what time you're supposed to get there. I don't know. Okay, I'll ask her. I'll ask her. We'll make sure we're there on time. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. Yeah. Hello. How are you? How are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a place where people are committed to helping and making a difference. And they've been giving out Christmas baskets, of course, you know. Uh, and... Uh, and see, Mariano's one of those partners that helped. So now... Uh, so you put them in your shoe. Yeah. And it will keep your energy level constant. Yeah. Okay. So now, tell us tell us your name. Mr. Prince. Okay. And tell us about how the magnets work. Okay, you put them in your shoe. Well, let me get this. Oh. And, and... You put them in the ball of your foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. What it does as the blood passes through your feet, it energizes the iron in the red blood cells that carries oxygen. So consequently, your body will be constantly oxygenated, so your brain will not be uh, fluctuating on your energy. 
So when you get at the end of the day, when you get home, you won't be tired because your brain is constantly being study oxygenated. Because when we go inside, that cuts off the natural earth energy that's supposed to do the same thing. <clears throat> and I guarantee you, you wear these every day and your whole life will change because all the things that you will be tired of doing, you'll be able to do them now because you won't be short of energy. So how do people reach you if they want to order this? If you want to get a pair, you can get them at 432 East 47th Street at the Currency Exchange. It's right east of King Drive in the middle of the block on the north side of the street. But I guarantee you I guarantee you, you wear these, your life will change. Mm. And give us your name again. My name is Mr. Prince. Mr. Prince. And I'm 91 years old. Wow. I've been married for 60 years. Wow. My wife and I wear them, and we do not argue anymore because we're not tired. Wow. Now, that's a testimony. <laughs> that is a testimony. Mr. Prince, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, 91 years old. Successful entrepreneur out here, and he's got another product. Go right ahead. Tell us about This is free. You have it at home already. Get you some rubbing alcohol, and what you do is put the pennies you got laying around. The darker the penny, the more coppers in it. Mm. Put as many as you want in the bottle and let them sit there. The copper will come off in the alcohol, and whenever you have any kind of pain, any kind of aching, any kind of nerve damage, pain, what you do is shake it up, pour it in your hand, and put that in the feel that nerve. Is that because the copper? The copper. Wow. So now you sound like a scientist. How did you learn about this? No, I'm not a scientist. (laughs) How did you learn about this? No, I didn't by doing it. Wow. By doing it. You know, it does the same thing as the copper glove, but the copper in the glove has to go through the skin to get in the blood. Wow. Whereas the alcohol opens up the pores where the nerve is broken, the copper seals it right then. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go, Mr. Prince. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And give us that address again where people can get the 432 East 47th Street. It's the Currency Exchange. Okay. Right well, in the middle of the block. All right. Now, of course, we happen to... Uh, work with a number of products and so i'm going to give you uh one of my cards and uh so you can get in touch with me because we introduce products where people who want to buy them outside of chicago can perhaps order them so we would want to make that a possibility uh particularly because it sounds like it works with a uh a principle of the earth and its magnetism you know people are people are learning that if you walk barefoot on the ground, that it's healing, but they don't they don't understand totally why. It's because the earth has a magnetic quality, and so yes, yes. So so we're the we're children, you know. Yes. So oh, Alana, I know that's the person I need to see. What time are we supposed to be at Cook County on Monday? Uh, Ten o'clock, but I will send you an email. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Yes. Well, I'm I'm going to go and get you a business card because I want to keep in touch with you and and uh, see how we can expand the reach of those magnets because I I know everybody needs to be magnetized. Yes. And my name is Naima. Yes. We'll be right back and go get the card. Yes. So you never know. 
what you may discover, and who you may meet that can give you something that can change your life. Now, there are a lot of products that people buy and sell. And we've also introduced a way that people can benefit from the commerce is going on around us all the time. We have introduced prosperity partners, people who are simply sharing the products that we introduce, and they get paid a portion of the selling price. And we do this because money is a form of energy that's circulating. And so if we will simply share, again, then we can all benefit that really it works if we have as the intention the well-being of others. That's all we need to do is just change our intention. Change our intention for what we do, and we will change the outcome of what we do. So for the most part, if we desire for everybody's well-being, things that we create will create well-being for everyone. And that's all that's necessary, just to change our intention. So our prosperity partners are people who are simply sharing This is going to, you broadcast? Yes, oh, yes, yes. So I'll give you two of those, one for you and one for your wife. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes, and Mr. Prince, we're going to, uh, if you can. Oh, you got to get you a pair of these. Yeah, so if you can text me your, your phone number and everything when you get to your cell phone, if you can be able to do that, and then I can call you back and we'll make that appointment to. I'm going to be out here every Saturday. Okay, fantastic. So I, I want to reach as many people as I can, and I like it this way because. I can personally explain yeah. to you know. And how much is a magnet? Ten bucks. Really? That that's, that's a workable price. Mm-hmm. All right. Well My wife and I we don't even argue anymore. Yes, that is <laughs> that because itself is, sure is a is <laughs> a benefit. That's right. That's right. You can get replenished with the well, this is constant so in fact the other the other day. My wife and I, we've been married for 60-some years, okay? Ah. And um, she said, when are you coming to bed? I said, I'm not tired. She said, well, take them damn magnets out of your shoes so you can go to sleep. My body is constantly, the immune system is strong. So now that's another thing that we've been talking about, and, and, and I want to really emphasize this. This, this is a 91-year-old woman. Yeah. And, and I've been married since I was 75 years old. 
Wow. And my wife and I, we do not argue because we're not stressed out. Wow. And so we can do the things we want to do without saying I'm too tired to do it. Right. Yeah. So all our dreams come true. Wow. That is that is amazing. And, you know, the great thing about people who, you know, in the 70s and 60s and so forth, thinking you have to have a bunch of medications and take a bunch no, of shots. Right. And you're, you're not, on, med- no, not on medications no, and all that? No. Yeah. Medication. Yeah. See, this is what this is what it looks like when you when you're healthy at 91. You know, and if yeah. you and if you you know you can live as long as you want to if you take care of yourself. That's real simple, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so you people worry about I'm gonna die. I want to do this while I'm dying. I'm gonna live to be 150. Then yeah, I'm gonna decide you... what the heck I'm gonna do. Yeah, I think that. I'm ready to go now. I've seen all I need to see. Right, I'm ready to go. Right. I'm ready to go back home now. <laughs> well, that is very inspirational, and I think that if, for people who are thinking that aging means you have to be uh, all bent over and right, and and, right, and right. walking with a limp because your feet hurt. Well, look, this is somebody right now He's out here in the in the elements and sharing a fantastic product. It's ten dollars. So I be looking out for it. I just gave care from Reverend to Reverend Jackson. Yes. His health is improved now. I'm improved looking forward to that. Because his body now can constantly can, yes. can keep the body in health. You know, I really believe that the answer to everything sure is, is natural, using the natural things that the earth God provides. God made this machine to work forever. Yes, <laughs> made to and work forever. Right, and that, you know, we stop eating right, we yes. don't, you know, Absolutely. because we're tired. Yeah. If we would just you know, give our bodies what they need, it, we could stay it, here until we get ready to go. They didn't wear shoes. Right. That's why they could run down their train. Yes. Because the energy was there. Yes. But see, yes. We, we start putting shoes on and clothes putting on. Putting a barrier so between us and nature. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. See, this is this is the, this is the this is the wisdom of the elders that we need to share and spread. Hi, how are you? Hi. Yeah. You guys have a nice holiday. God bless you. Yes. God is having this continue to smile on you. <laughs> yes, this is amazing. Well, you know, this is what we what I've we want to, to you know, tell people. I've been trying to, you know, this is all God made this happen. Yes, so you that know? you could get these to Reverend Jackson. I gave, him, I gave him a pay. That is wonderful. And, of course, Reverend Jackson was, was leaving just as we arrived. Right. Um, and so now he'll have a chance to experience right. uh, the <clears throat> natural effects of. And I, and I want to tell the, I want to tell the, this is something important. This is an argument that you won't have with your partner anymore. When your wife tells you to cut the radio down, the television down, let her turn it down herself because all women's senses are higher than men because they're wow. the caregiver and they have to protect the family. So what happens when you turn it down, it's just low to you, but it's still too high for her. So she comes back and she says, would you turn it down? I asked you, and you say, I did, which you did, but it didn't wasn't down far enough for, for her. So mm-hmm. let her turn it down herself. You know that and you won't have that argument no more. Wow, and you know we never think about that, but 
our ears are more sensitive. It's just like you've had that situation where the baby's crying in the middle of the night, and if you're the mother, you hear it, and the father, he's still there snoring. Right. He doesn't hear a thing. Our ears are attuned differently. So we hear the baby as screaming, and our husbands hear absolutely nothing. And they're not faking. They really don't hear it. So what you've said is it's, it's scientifically correct. I try to pass that down to to families too, <clears throat> and young young couples with children do not think about divorce. Mm. You owe it to your children to teach them life values, wow. so that they will have a happy marriage. So okay? how many how many children do you have you and your wife? Raised? I've been married twice. So wow. I raised my first. I had four with my first family. And I married a lady that had six. Wow. So I had ten children. Wow. So you're speaking from the the wisdom of experience. That's right. That's right. Wow. So just start loving each other and show love to each other. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Such wisdom. Well, you know, something as simple as a hug can solve a whole lot of conflict. Yeah. Or you single parents out there, get you a man in your life so you can teach the children how family works. That's wisdom. Otherwise, uh, they, they will have know. problems in their lives, and your grandchildren will be unhappy all the way through. Ooh. So you have to teach them. See, what happened when they brought us here from the continent of Africa, they didn't tell me what village we belong to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the values was of the tribe that I came from. Ooh. So consequently, we're trying to emulate <clears throat> what the family is about by the other cultures that we're surrounded with. But this way, so we think that building a family is just being able to feed and clothe them. But family building is teaching them how to survive in the environment that we bring them in. That's right. And we we haven't done that. That's why we having problems. That's right. Well, you are so wise, right. Mr. Prince, and I'm so glad we met. And I've got to leave now, but I am certainly going to keep in contact with you. I'm looking forward to seeing you next Saturday right here at Rainbow Push. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. Likewise. <laughs> yes. Well, see, you never know where the wisdom it's going to come from, and that was Mr. Prince. And what he said is just basic, simple wisdom. You have to be able to demonstrate what a family looks like in order for your children to reproduce the family. There are so many people now, they're having difficulty with their relationships because they really don't know the mechanics of how to do simple things like organize your household organize who's going to take care of what responsibilities. They don't know how to resolve a difference of opinion. They hadn't seen it done. People who are struggling with relationships because they think after the the attraction to a person, uh, you go to a few places together, you get involved and they're sexually intimate, oh, well, now I'm in a relationship. They don't have a clue as to what to do after that. And they don't know how to organize the household budget. They don't know how to make sure everybody's needs are taken care of. 
how to organize their time, uh, how to choose friends that are, are are beneficial to both the the husband and wife. They don't know, and they don't know how to teach their children value. There's certain values. It's more than just making money. There's a value where certain things you don't do that may be unethical. Certain things that you do that show respect for people. And you have to demonstrate these things. And if you don't have a person in your house that you're interacting with, how are you demonstrating to your children what it looks like? So we are grateful to Mr. Prince for sharing his wisdom today. And we're going to take another quick break and come on back and show you some of the places that people are striving to survive in this difficult winter weather. Today is mild. We're grateful. Day before Christmas, no snow on the ground. I'm not one that needs a, a white Christmas. Trust me, I'm fine. But it's still not the best place to be if you don't have a roof over your head. We'll be right back after this quick break. We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. And if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, feel free to write in your comments. And we may be able to provide you with the new shoe magnets you just saw. Because, as Mr. Prince said, you know, it mimics the magnetizing effect of the earth itself, which is a healing property. And if you've done what they call earthing, walking barefoot, you know that it does heal your body. So we'll be right back. So stay with us. And of course, we're so pleased to have met someone who has that homegrown wisdom. And we're also aware that there are people who have been forced to live in frigid weather. So certainly, we want to show you some of the challenging situations that we're hoping to help alleviate with our work. And we hope you choose to get involved. And if you have been watching us today on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show, you know that we're out in the field today because we want to show you some of the places where people who have had to navigate this weather and have had to figure out a way to stay warm, even though they don't have everything they need. We want to 
make it possible for people who don't have coats to get winter coats, uh, boots to get winter boots, uh, hats and gloves to get hats and gloves. There are a lot of organizations that are collecting these things. The question is, how do you get them to the people who need them? Well, every challenge creates a it creates an opportunity for someone to develop a solution. Every challenge is sometimes a new business opportunity or a new service opportunity. But either way, it's a way for somebody to use their imagination to come up with a problem-solving idea. Just like the pandemic gave us a lot of different delivery services because people couldn't leave their home, this crisis in the unhoused gives us an opportunity to come up with various ways of cooperative economics. Cooperative economics. And we know that's one of those principles of Kwanzaa we talk about every year. We talk about cooperative economics, meaning everybody contribute to something to make it work. Well, this is what this peace program is all about, is cooperative economics, having groups of people contribute to something that can solve a problem. We want people to think in terms of how they may be able to make a commitment based on their current income and what they can spare so they can be a part of a group effort that helps a family. It helps a family that may be going through a crisis or may have gone through a crisis and may have had to deal with the absence of a place to stay because there was not a source of income. Everybody who is homeless is not a drug addict or an alcoholic. Some are just people who have gone through a difficulty and didn't have a support system, didn't have people who had money who could help them pay their rent, Maybe some significant people in their lives passed away, so they don't have the financial support that would have enabled them to weather a difficulty. Sometimes they've gone through a traumatic event, the sudden death of a child or a parent or a sibling or a spouse, 
maybe that person that had been their financial support is suddenly gone. Or maybe they simply are going through the emotional trauma of the loss and just couldn't get their minds together to keep their lives organized. And maybe as a result, they lost their home, their apartment, their living space. And just couldn't get the resources together to get another one that was safe. Maybe they have a family to support. Maybe they have teenagers. And some shelters don't don't offer uh, space for teenagers. So you have a lot of situations where people may find themselves needing help and not having a way to get help. You have a lot of places where people are having difficulty because they just don't have anybody that they know that can help them. I mean, some people have slept on people's couches or even in their garages for as long as they can. Maybe a, a space on the floor in a room. But after a while, you need to have your own living space. And more people have been homeless than you realize. Many more people have had that experience of living outdoors or going from place to place. And there are a whole lot of teenagers that have been put out the house for whatever reason, uh, conflict with parents, conflict with, you know, a, a boyfriend, uh, you know, live in and uh, doesn't like the son or, or maybe the daughter had to leave because the, the, the boyfriend was <laughs> molesting them. That's happened a lot. You know, people, there are young people that are out here homeless because they can't survive where they're living because it's not safe for them. There are a lot of people that are in that reality. And it's unfortunate that there are not enough places that they can go for help. And if you're 18 and out of school and you're too old for the state custody programs, what do you do? Where do you go? There are a lot of young people that are out here on the streets trying to eat from day to day. And we assume that services flow freely. Well, most of the time you have to have an address in order to get any kind of service. And shelters that are open to people, they have they have requirements, they have standards. So what do you do when you don't meet the standards? And what do you do if it's nighttime and you need a place to stay? You have bus stations now that won't let people stay the way they used to. You could, before, you know, stay all night in a bus station, look like you were going to be taking a late, late night bus. Well, you know, a lot of those places where you could stay just to stay warm, they'll kick you out and let you be out in the cold. They don't care. Because they feel like, oh, you're unsafe. You know, you might rob somebody. Yeah, yeah, you might because you're hungry. So 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you don't have a place where you can live? What are you going to do? And how do you make it? How do you how do you survive in the cold when you can't be indoors? Well, you have some people they will ride the train. They'll you know just get on. You get enough for for a train fare and just just stay on. You know ride back and forth, stay on at the end of the line and go to the next end of the line. But then at some point you get even put off of the train. So it's difficult. People learn all the various little nooks and crannies you can go to to keep warm because that's part of the survival. So we want to be able to reach out to those who are in that state of survival. And bring them indoors. Our website is www.thefemalesolution.com. And our, our page on peace will offer a way that you can get involved in the process of helping. So that you can do more than just be mad at the government for not doing its share for those who have lived outdoors for a long time with no help. You can do more than just be mad because recent migrants are receiving money that enables them to buy things and live in a decent place. And people who have been here have not been able to do that. We want to do more than just be angry about that because being angry about it doesn't solve anything. You want to be at peace, which means you want to be part of the process of helping to pay for the private economically assisted uh, environment that those who own properties are able to provide. Because right now, if they have living space and it's unused, well then, they're getting no money. So for those who are watching us, feel free to call in 515-605-9325. That's 515-605-9325. And if you, if, if switchboard's full or whatever the case may be, if you, you're not able to get in, uh, then we will certainly welcome your comments on our Facebook and YouTube channel. So we're going to go to our switchboard and open the microphones for those who want to add their comments as we get ready to show you some of the places 
that have been proposed to house those who are unhoused. It's not an easy thing living from pillar to post, going from place to place, trying to figure out how you can stay warm. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when you have so many places that will put you out. So let's open the microphone for 312-677, Grand Rising. Thank you for joining us today on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. This looks like uh, Pianchi from St. Louis. Or, or yeah, put your yeah, put them glasses on. You don't see no three one two. Did I say three one two? It's three one four. But you know what? Hey, if you were on if you were on my Facebook page or YouTube channel, you see I do have my glasses on. <laughs> hey, look. So I should be able three one four. These people that's going through those problems, why don't they refuge down to Venezuela, Mexico? Of one of those southern hemisphere countries, and see if they can get in. Just walk right on across the border. Well, you know how many miles you got to walk before you get across the border. I mean, it's not like uh, you know you can just walk a couple of miles and there you are in Venezuela. And if people don't have bus fare to get downtown, how are they going to have uh, plane fare or even boat fare to get anywhere? So, you know, going well, going you someplace isn't as easy if you don't have resources. Well, you got people coming across the southern border coming all the way from Uganda. <laughs> now, yeah, it's in China. So if Americans, if these people in the United States are having those problems, then some church groups, just like you got some sponsors and NGOs down in the southern hemisphere that's inviting these others to come across the border illegally, and one of the Americans that's homeless, sleeping under bridges and so forth, seek refuge in their country. Well, now, how do you propose that they do that? How do they, how do they get to these places? I mean, it's, it's one thing to have the idea. It's another thing to actually physically get there. It's like saying somebody's in Chicago, and they say, well, look, I've been homeless in Chicago. Let me go down to Venezuela and see if, if I can get uh, a better life. How would they get from Chicago to Venezuela? Just you go to a Catholic. Go to a Catholic. Okay. Yeah, go to a Catholic or Lutheran charities or these other groups and tell them, look, we need to get down there. They're helping those people from those southern hemisphere countries to come up here. They encourage them, coaching them, and so forth. Well, should there not be a light kind for those here in the United States that are depressed and suffering and so on and so on? Well, you know, that's the thought. See, I don't know who pays for the travel of these people when they arrive to America. I don't know. If it's Catholic charities or, you know, any of these places, well, better I don't know how long Hang on for they... a second. Hang on for a second. You got South American embassies in Chicago. Let some of them 
20, 25, go into an embassy there from one of those countries and say, we want to go down to your country. See, that's the way, that's the way when you seek refuge. Yeah, when you seek refuge, you go to the embassy of the country you want to seek refuge to that's already in your country. Then you go through the process of seeing if you qualify. Or you go to, if you, if you've been, uh, if you've been abused and so forth, by, you go to the adjoining country and seek refuge to a Canadian embassy and say, we need to seek refuge in Canada. Then you go through the process of saying that you qualify. You don't trek no 1,200 miles getting on top of trains and dealing with coyotes, quote, unquote. That's the way it's supposed to be done. So I challenge any American citizen to do just that. Go to El Salvador, a Nicaraguan, Honduras, a Mexico embassy there in Chicago and say we are seeking refuge. So aren't there some qualifications for uh, seeking refuge or political asylum or whatever the case may be? I'm sure there's got to be some uh, some type of qualifications because you can't just say, okay, I, I need you to pay my way, uh, say, to Puerto Rico or whatever. I mean, what's to keep me from just using the embassy to get me a vacation someplace? If I don't want to well, pay for it, well, I need I need I need asylum in Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> so well, why some of the qualifications have to apply to? Why do the qualifications have to apply to Americans getting out when it don't apply to the foreigners getting in? See, that's the thing that I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if they don't apply to to foreigners getting in. I don't know what they went through to get here. I don't know what they went through to. They are walking walking right across the border. Logistics tell you that 14,000, 15,000, 20,000 cannot be processed in no one day's time by no one or two border agents. They are letting them in. So you should be able to seek the same type of gratitude and the same type of refuge going to Mexico, going to Nicaragua, Venezuela, Honduras, the same sort of of treatment. I got another question for you, too. Okay. Now, you know, I hear you talking about products for helping you when you have ailments. And also, people do this, too, mm-hmm. when they're trying to grow hair. They put these ornaments and creams on their head and everything. Or if they got arthritis, they, they, one day they put on rough ornaments on their sore spot the knee. Next day they get up and put some more arm and on that same spot. And the next the same spot. Well that's not the way you do that. Even to your head. You gotta clean those pores out. And, and, well, and one true. product is one product the good for cleaning the pores out is ninety one percent proof alcohol in a soft a medium hairbrush. And you wet the area, you scrub it with that hairbrush, then you can either rinse it off or wipe it off with a wet rag, then you apply your cream. Even on your head, yes, same yes. thing. We got the ball spots. If you're going to put some on a day later, go through that same process of cleaning out the pores. Because if you don't, your pores are stopped up, and you're just rubbing stuff on topographically, and it never gets down to the quote-unquote root of the problem. 
So have you tried that and found it successful? Yes, absolutely. It only makes good sense. If these products are supposed to get down below your epidermis, which is your skin layer, into where the problem is, then that's what you should do. i tell you something else that's good, too, because a lot of these elements are nothing but parasites, and we know that clove is a natural product that really kills parasites. We'll get you some clove oil, C-L-O-V-E, and apply yes, that to I, I, that is true. Your, I've heard that. That is helpful. Apply that to your so area there, after you go through the process of cleaning it. Yeah. So there are a lot of there are a lot of natural things that are helpful, and they've been around for a long time, but you don't hear them being. Uh, promoted as health products. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, of course, our Friday host, Viata, she has to kind of issue, issue a disclaimer because she deals with a lot of health products, but that those products aren't always something that you're going to find in the pharmaceutical uh, shops, you know, the drug stores and so forth. So the, the the FDA, you know, Food and Drug Administration, they have restrictions on what you can say in terms of whether something Amazon, cures something or Amazon sell them all day even long. Even if it does. Amazon sell them all day long. You yeah, have those products. The, the Amish sell a good product for arthritis on their uh, Amazon website. And uh you know, those products work, charcoal tablets, uh, charcoal and coconut capsules. Uh, charcoal is good for a lot of ailments that you have in your uh, in your belly and also good for your uh, urinary tract infections that people develop slightly at a time, never full-blown, but all in all it causes accumulation of problems. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. Well, I think it's so, a matter of how you present it. Like if you, I mean, because if it works, it works. You know, and, and if people realize something works, they will they will use it. Um, but the way you, if you if you're going to promote it commercially, sometimes you can be challenged by the Food and Drug Administration if you say something cures a certain condition or heals a certain condition, and the Food and Drug Administration has not verified well, that or certified it as a product that can be used for that purpose. Cloves and walnuts do do kill parasites. You know, when you were coming up yes. and your grandmother used to bake that ham, they used to put cloves on it. <laughs> and I used to... And yeah, I've been because to ham some, does have parasites. Absolutely. They don't may not know why, but it was acquired behavior that has been passed down. I've been to villages in other countries, and rather than have a dish on the dining room table with peppermint and jelly beans, they have clothes. And you reach in there and get you some clothes and chomp them down and chew them. And that's the reason why. To get rid of the parasites. Get rid of the parasites. Well, you know, that, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. A lot of people are not aware 
that, especially if they eat pork meat, because, you know, pork has parasites, pork, pork has worms, pork has all kinds of things, because pork flesh does not, doesn't have pores where they, you well, know, eliminate. Fruits have, um, have parasites, too. If you put them under the microscope, yeah. i tell you something else, too. Your kids in the backyard dig a hole, or turn back the sod, dig a hole, fill it in water, put that sod in it, throw your kids in that, in that uh, muddy water and let them play. When it's time for them to come in the house, rinse them off and uh, bring them in the house. What I used to do my, like that, I used to throw them in a mud puddle. Because that way they <laughs> so start that, picking so up. So that gets rid of parasites? So, so what, what does the they mud start, do? They start picking up elements and minerals that you normally would not have contact with because you walk around with leather, and now you got synthetic rubber shoes on, and you're not contact with the ground. Like you say, you're walking on the concrete surface or a blacktop surface. And, you know, in Chicago, who would want to be walking around on the dirt in your park there in Washington Park. It's contaminated. Mm. So the gentleman that we just got to talking to a little while ago, Mr. Prince, he was basically saying the same thing in that you're, because we don't have contact with the earth, we're not walking barefoot like, you know, our ancestors and so forth, even people in the south. Um, so we're not getting the minerals that come from the earth are not getting uh, our, our immune system isn't being boosted the way it would be if we had contact with the earth. So people whose children play out in the mud are much, much, much more healthy than the people whose children are sitting around inside on a video game. But we don't know that because we think the children in the mud are somehow deprived and the children with the video game are somehow privileged and we're not realizing that is the muddy children that are the healthy children because they're, they've got contact with the earth and they're building up natural immunities and absorbing natural minerals. Well, that's true because those heavy elements is going to go down to your feet. Yeah. And you don't have no way for them to be expelled out through the pores in your feet, whether the bottom of your feet, which is more difficult, but surely the top. And that's the way your body gets rid of that stuff. And also take things mm-hmm. in. It only makes common sense. Wow. So so what did your neighbors say when they saw you throwing your children in the mud? <laughs> what did they say? Probably thought the same when I wouldn't let them eat candy. Wanted to report me. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> they wanted to report and that does to go on, you know. That's that's the red flag, terrible isn't it? Father, you won't let your children eat candy and you throw them in the mud. Oh, you horrible person! <laughs> isn't that what you call a red flag? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you if, if you ever got reported, then what did you tell authorities when they asked, "Well, why are you why are you let your children play in the mud? What are you doing that for?" Were you well, able to it never explain got it that, to them? It never got that far because if it had, I would have told them to mind their own business. But, no, those are I things see. that the people should get back to or try because it only makes good sense. The, many of the elements that you suffer from today is uh, unknown uh, back when uh, people were doing those things. Surely the FDA is not going to come and tell you that you're not supposed to be playing in the mud. If they do, we'll tell them to go pound sand, too. 
<laughs> well, actually, you know, I do remember um, when when we went south, and my parents would talk about how that's what you know you 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 walk barefoot all the year. You walk through the mud. You did all of that. And you only put shoes on in the wintertime when it was cold. So that was a way of life. And, you know, they didn't have a bunch of colds. They didn't get sick all the time. Uh, they didn't catch all of these things that children have now that, you know, they want them to be inoculated with and all of that. So the health level was higher among the so-called poor children who played outside barefoot in the mud than the so-called rich children that were always indoors, you know, with their shoes on all year long and weren't allowed to get dirty. So, I mean, there there is some uh, scientific <laughs> evidence that you know, everything you're saying is true. What the gentleman we just got through talking to, the 91-year-old year uh, Mr. Prince who's selling shoe magnets, we just spoke to, you know, speaking basically the same thing is that, we don't understand that being outdoors is healthier. So we should we need to change what we're teaching our children. So well, I've we got to take uh, a quick break. Oh, go ahead. I've been to villages. No, go ahead. And there's a water trough that the cows and the goats drink out of, and down on one end the kids drink it out of the same trough. So there's something to be learned from that because there's a sharing of immunity. It's just like when you walk around the house, you shed and can't skin, and the insects eat that dead yeah, that's skin. That's true. That's yeah, how that they acquire. The eat your dead skin. Yeah. That's how they acquire immunity from the raid that you tried to spray and kill them with the week before. Wow. So therefore, the company <laughs> wow. has to reformulate its product. Ooh, now that I did not know. That is why the 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 roaches that you try to kill just won't die. <laughs> they won't die because they eat your dead skin and acquire the immunity. But when they come out wow. with a new product, a new can, well, that gets them. All right, well, I'll let you get back to your show. Talk to you later. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us today. We certainly do appreciate it. And uh, we're going to take a quick break and come right back because we're here now at Tent City, a place where those who are unhoused have figured out a way to survive. And there are many tent cities all across the city of Chicago. Some of them are under viaduct. Some of them are are right on the street. Some of them are in vacant lots. But we have the opportunity to do better and to get these people who are living outdoors in tents into private, economically assisted, cooperative environments. So, we appreciate all of you who have listened in and joined in. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. And 
We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. Give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will gladly take your call. Be right back. And, of course, if you are listening in on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show, We're pleased that you have been with us today as we go through the process of sharing information. We want to make sure that our listening and viewing audience is able to participate in today's discussion. And we are here now at we are here at the uh, Kent City, and we've got families that are helping. So we want. We're here live at uh, Kent City, where a lot of people are receiving help. And we want to talk to some, because there are many who are out helping. Hi, how are you? Yeah. Pardon me. And we want to encourage more. Hi, how are you? Good. Are you with the family that's, that's helping um, here today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm Naima Latif, and we're doing a live uh, radio TV show. Okay. And, you know, we want to encourage more people to help. So uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Is this something that you all do, everything? Uh, yeah, we do. we've been doing it for a couple of years. But uh, well, I've been with them for nine years. Um, they've been uh, oh, right the person. Okay. Hi, fearless leader. <laughs> I'm Naima Latif, and I'm uh, on live on the radio TV show, The Female Solution. And you know, we've got associates that've been out helping, and we want to encourage more people to help. Is it okay if you say a few words to our audience about what you do? I will certainly do that. Yes. Oh, hey, now, love that. Love partnership between husband and wife. I'm Naima Latif, and the show you're on is The Female Solution. And it would be okay if you be on camera to say a few words about why you do what you do. Okay, we just speak slowly. It's okay. Yeah. So everybody can see your handsome face. And so now we're here at Tent City, and this lovely couple is dedicated to helping those who are in need. And we know that it's, I mean, it's good that it's a, uh, it's a mild winter, but, you know, this is near Christmas, and, you know, it's usually very cold. So how many years have you all been doing this? Uh, for almost 30 years. Wow. Wow. We started out at the Union Park back in 1996. Wow. And we've evolved now. We have our own faith-based church. 
So yeah, I can speak. Wow. Shout out the Baptist out of Church of God in South of Home, about the life of my home. What what motivated you to do that to start this homeless ministry? Well, it was my wife had to call it. She said she had to call it and do all Wow, that's wonderful. That's how we started. That is wonderful. Well, you're doing great. So who finances this? Do you do this out of your own finance? Do you raise money? Get donations. Get donations? We started out, we started out on our own. Mm. We were supported by it. Well, we were supported by the Apostolic Church of God. Then we left there. We were basically doing it on our own. Ah. For the last few years, we've been getting them. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So if people want to donate, where do they bring their donations to? Uh, they can call us, and they can come to Vail. Uh, they also, my wife has to work with donations, but she'll be at the same day. Okay. Do right, you all have a website online where people can go and yes, send money? Yes, we do. Uh, right. Oh, okay. Hey, yes. The, the website where people can go to donate. Yes. Oh, wonderful. There you go. All right. So, okay, here we go. All right. So, the Spirit of Life for the Homeless, Inc. Faith-Based Church Outreach. Yes. Okay. That is excellent. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, 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 that, that directly with you guys. You guys got the Zell. You got the website. Okay, so when they go to the website, they'll, it'll, it'll come up with where they Well, well actually, actually you, know, you do the Zell the way that you do it directly from bank to bank. Yes. Uh, and then I think PayPal the same way. Yeah. You go on the website. I only created a website just for content for people to go on. They want to know what we're all about. You might be on camera. It's okay if I turn the camera saying people can see your handsome face. Right. Oh, oh, you got me on camera. Hey. Hey, yes. <laughs> yes, so this is the Spirit of Life for the Homeless, Inc. Faith, faith-based Outreach. Yes. Uh, so you all are at, at 2077, 2077 Ambry Circle in Linwood, Illinois. Yes, yes. It, it's okay. actually residential, but that's where also the founder and the co-founder. That's oh. Actually, yeah, this is not like the actual uh-huh. homeless facility. Uh, we know God's going to bless us with one. Absolutely. Uh, we have one in mind, and we're hoping that some that person that has it is going to donate it to us. Uh, uh, and that's, uh, yeah. yeah, we use it as our headquarters. That's where we store all the food on the shelf. That garage is turned into a whole storage room. Wow. We got food in there. We set all the supplies in there. All the equipment is in there. And so, yeah, until God blesses us. Uh, we're going to do this until he does. That is uh, great. Yeah, when you are faithful in the little things, and this ain't little, but we can, it's little, but it's going to broader scale. Yeah. So we can this little thing, he'll bless you with much more. So yeah. uh, he's pleased. Uh, we've been doing this. We've been doing this wow. outdoor for maybe, how long have been coming out to Tent City? Maybe about five years. About five years. We've been coming out here. Uh, most of our events are indoors, yeah. uh, which is 515 South Washington. That's the field house. That's the house we have field house. Oh, uh, yes. Restaurant Harrison there. We do the same thing. Yes. We bring the homeless people in. So there is a homeless um, building over there, the Franciscan house. Mm. It's right across the street. So we go over and get them. And we have a whole service. We have maybe about 50 to 70 uh, people uh, wow. in, that, in, that, uh, in that service. We do wow. the same thing. We feed spiritually first. And then after we feed you spiritually, we have anything naturally that you want. <laughs> wow, that is wonderful. So do you find that a lot of people who are... Uh, in the state of homelessness, their spirit is broken. The reason their why they need it. Their spirit is broken, you know, and they really don't know why. Um, 
some cases are just normal uh, cases where yeah. uh, good people just end up in bad situations. You know, sometimes yeah. people yeah. just end up on substance abuse, yeah. alcohol abuse. You know, because a lot of these people that are out here, they once had jobs. Yeah. Some of them had jobs. Some of them had careers. I've talked to some that have been engineers and doctors wow. and lawyers, and, wow. and they tell me how their life just spiraled, you know, after they got on substance abuse and alcohol. Yeah. Abuse. They say, you know, that I lost my family, I lost my family, I lost my house, wow. I lost my car, lost my car, and, you know, now I'm out in the street. Wow. And so I don't hurt the story. And, you know, and so, and so yeah, they are broken. And then uh, people look at homeless people like they're the left of us, and mm. you can't look at them like that. Right. So scripture tells us, you know, um, you know, uh, however you treat the least of them. Yeah. Uh, whatever you've done to the least of them, yeah. you've done it to me. Yeah. So people need to watch how they treat wicked people, you know. Only to just only, you know. Yeah. Any one of us, like an old man, any one of us could be one paycheck one away. One paycheck away, you know, absolutely. You know, we're in the same situation living with somebody. Yeah. You know, living with somebody, you know, or yeah, on, in, on the street. Yeah. You know, and so, and so, yeah, you know, it, it's a great thing, you know. Yeah, it, you're it, doing it, a fantastic job here. Love, yeah. They've been doing it for over 30 years. Wow. And I've been, 30 doing, it, years. I've been doing it with them for 15. Wow. And I ain't going nowhere. Wow. So that, that's that's a long nowhere. time. That's a, that's a commitment. It, it, that's it, is. A commitment. it is. It is. Yeah. It is. You know. Yeah. You know, so thank you for coming out, you know, sharing yeah. that story. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for having the story to share. All right. All right. Amen. So what we're working on is getting more groups to be committed. Like if people can commit a certain a dollar amount every month that would perhaps pay for a person who's homeless to pay for their apartment so they could get off the street maybe get a place to live for a year. So Catholic Charities does that with some easy to go through the screening process so that somebody that you want to get into an apartment, you can make sure they're not still struggling with, with substance abuse or or any other emotional problem that would keep them from being able to maintain their commitment. So we're working on that, but we want to humanize the situation so people know, like like you just said, you know, these are people that have been through hard times, and we're all in this together, so we need to help each other. So we want to say thank you to you all. People with their dying. Yeah. 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 But we have an obligation to God's people so yeah. we can help us. Yes, we can do. do it for God. We don't yeah. have to be here. You know, it's one thing if you're coming out, you know, giving things. If you don't give the word of God, you're uh, not giving them anything. Yeah. Because the word of God is the same. Yeah. It'll keep you. God's yeah. word. Jesus himself is a help. Lives change when they find out. It's not just in all the giving sometimes. Yeah, it's beautiful people and they give they give from their substance that they yeah. have. But the most important thing you can ever
Yeah. So your life can change. Yes, it can. But you first of all, you got to yeah. And you got to have faith. And I truly believe they love things. But what God? Yeah. What Yeah. Well. Because the God that we serve, he's more than able to do it. See, Oh, 
I'm glad y'all didn't get this good food here. So can we show the, the, show the plate that this Oh, before me, I'm going to go my face. Yeah. Well, we got about seven more minutes on air. But I'll be back because uh, I know you got a story to tell. And I know you got some folks that probably, like you say, owe you some money. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, well, thank you for noticing. I didn't know I was that memorable. So, yeah, I've been, I've been through it maybe a couple of times, but. Oh, okay. You got a good memory. Yeah. Well, let me finish this up and then I can come back. But yes, yeah. Well, you got a very good memory. Not everybody remembers his face much. Okay. All right. Well, let me come back and uh, yeah, we got about ten more minutes for uh, while we're on air and yeah. Well, anyway, enjoy your food. I don't want it to get cold. So yeah, I'll be back. Okay, great. Yes. Well, thank you all so much. Appreciate your work. Yes. God bless you. Yeah, we'll see you again. Yes, so we have uh, so many people that benefit from the love and kindness of strangers. And we want to give more people the opportunity to be a blessing to those they know and those they don't. So if you have a desire to make a difference in people's lives, then we want you to be a part of the process. Private economically assisted cooperative established where people can live and don't have to be out in tents as you can see, Tent City, which is right in the south area on Roosevelt Road and Canal, right off the expressway. This is not an easy thing for people to live through being outdoors in weather like this. And depending on the benevolence, the spirit of life for the homeless, faith-based church and outreach, and the people who are committed and we want more to be committed. Of course, we know that our own Monday morning mindfulness host, Zelda Speaks, with the HLN TV network, of course, the Higher Learning Network, non-for-profit group, has been coming out to Tent City. You can go to her blog and see the wonderful 
documentary on her brother uh, Douglas Robinson, who, as part of the unhoused community, was someone who kept them motivated and inspired. And after having been killed by another person uh, who was also unhoused, and it was in the news, of course, but it spurred our dear sister Zelda to be out here giving and giving and giving, and you can go to her website and give. And we want to expand the involvement in alleviating this project this problem, this crisis that doesn't have to exist, all we need to do is share. So we're going to be continuing to remind you of the power that you have to make a change. And we appreciate all of you who have listened to our programs over the years, and as always, we invite you to be a part of the We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato. Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Cunyon, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. Thank you, and we'll see you again next time on the Female Solution Global Radio Team.